Welcome to the Confessions of a Codependent podcast. I am your host, Jenny Red Pill Rage Eon. Very, very proud to be bringing you my only non-political podcast. Something a little deeper, something a little bit more meaningful, something I think we can cross party lines in terms of how many of us suffer from the terrible pain of living a life with codependency. On this podcast, we are going to be talking about everything from personality disorders, narcissistic abuse, prevention, narcissistic abuse healing, narcissistic abuse survival. We're going to be talking about dating uh, tips, toxic fawning. We're going to talk about fight, flight, fawn, or freeze responses. Things not to say to someone who is a trauma survivor. We're going to talk about PTSD. Also the difference between PTSD and complex PTSD. We're going to talk about what self-care is, and what it isn't. We are going to be covering so many incredible topics and hopefully discussing tools that can help us along our journey to become healthier, more self-loving individuals who can truly find love in this world, truly find purpose, and truly live with lion-like courage. So shout out to Codependence Anonymous. Go visit the website coda.org. Let's get started. What is up, codependents? How are you doing? I hope everyone's having a great week. Hope everyone is setting boundaries. I hope everyone is communicating efficiently. I hope you are um, feeling great about yourself and taking care of yourself practicing your self-care. I I hope you're doing all the things that we should be doing, working the steps. If you're not working the steps, that's okay. You should at least be reading the steps so you know uh, how, you know, so you can join us on this amazing journey that we're on in order to heal from our shit, (laughs) heal from our codependence, heal from our CPTSD, heal from our uh, our limerence, heal from all the things that have been holding us back for so long. Anyway, I just wanted to give you guys a little update on how the online dating is going. And I also wanted to give you an example of uh, reading between the lines, paying attention, um, having the strength to walk away from individuals that are definitely your type, but probably not good for you versus sticking with individuals that are not your type, but uh, probably treat you better. (laughs) So, so it's been a few weeks and it has been an awful, awful ride. I have paid for Hinge, didn't see any increase in matches. I paid for Coffee Meeks Bagel, didn't see any increase in matches there. So, Um, I told myself I was going to give it one month. I was going to give each of these sites one month, give it a try, see what happens, see who's out there, see who's serious, see who really actually wants to meet for coffee versus um, all the bot profiles that I have to deal with, um, individuals who are just looking for sex and individuals that just don't want to communicate at all. It is a nightmare. It is awful. It's so bad. I am I am not getting any play. I'm not getting any dates. It's I've gotten a few and a few have canceled. 
And the only one actually sticking around is a man that is way too older than me. Very fit, very cute for his age, very good looking for his age, but definitely too old for me. But also a man that makes me feel calm and, you know, we're just taking it super slow and establishing a friendship. I don't know if he's going to stay in the friend zone or not. Um, I'm not sure. I just don't know how I feel about this guy, but that's okay. It's okay to not know. There's a lot of aspects of his life I haven't seen yet. There's aspects of his personality I haven't seen yet. We've only been on three dates. It's not enough. It's just not enough to get to know somebody. And that's okay, codependents. Don't we always allow others to make us move faster than we want because we're people pleasers? Because if we feel like we don't, if we don't talk enough, if we don't, engage enough, if, if we don't bow down enough, that they're going to leave. But guess what? When you do the work and that fear of abandonment leaves you and you're not attached to outcomes, it's a little less anxiety. It's a little less worry. It's a little less wondering. And it's really good. It feels so good to be in a place in my life for the first time where A, I'm not just going to be with anybody or date anybody just because I'm lonely. And B, I have the strength to turn away from men that I'm attracted to when I see little red flags. That is a huge step forward for me. I mean, I, I don't know if you're out there in podcast land clapping for me, but I hope you are. I hope you're giving me a round of applause and a standing ovation for being able to do that for the first time in my life. And uh, if you're not quite there yet in your life, I'm going to tell you how to get there. Okay, we're going to talk about it. Oh, All right, coming back for this next little segment here. Well, actually, this one might be a longer segment because there's a lot of stuff that I want to touch on. There's one particular uh, man that I've matched with that... I want to describe just the last couple of conversations. I have not met this man in person. He lives in Houston or outside of Houston, so he's about three hours away. And that is definitely a further distance than I would like. But luckily, because of my lifestyle and how I I choose to be self-employed, it's not that much of a deal breaker. It's it's definitely a little far, but it's it's really not that much of a deal breaker. Um I don't want to have a long distance relationship whatsoever, but I don't really feel like a 3-hour drive is long distance because it's something that I can do and I have the freedom to do and I don't mind. Like I actually love driving. I love taking little road trips and there's a part of me that really doesn't need to see a potential boyfriend on a daily basis. I'm more than happy just hanging out two days a week because that's the reality. Like some people, they can't hang out every day unless you're with somebody that you live with. A lot of people can't hang out every day. So it's really not that big of a deal. Um, But anyway, so I'll just give, I mean, I don't even know his last name, so His first name's Chris, very generic name, so I feel like I can say that on the podcast. It's not like 
doesn't doesn't provide you any identifiers. But Chris is uh, very charming. And he really, really reminds me of a man that I dated last year who really, really blew a lot of smoke up my ass and then ghosted me um, over about a two and a half, three month period. And it's just, it's so weird. It's like you get deja vu with certain people. And I don't know if this is me being super, super toxic and allowing my BPD to, I don't want to say get triggered, but allowing my BPD, my borderline personality disorder to, to get, uh, get a little scared, get a little apprehensive, okay? <coughs> Versus, am I just growing as an adult, growing as a woman, growing as a, as a dater, and realizing that I am seeing patterns and behaviors and almost verbatim statements from somebody who um, I should, I should, you know, be paying attention to, be paying attention to this stuff. Have I grown enough to notice these little red flags? Have I grown enough to notice these little differences? I mean, these little similarities. And I actually, I actually think I am. I, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing when you've grown enough to notice that when you meet someone who's your type, who does all the things that men who have been your type have done, it's very likely that the outcome is going to be the same. It's very likely that there's a reason I find this type of man attractive and there's a reason I allow myself to get involved with this type of man. And I am growing up in a way that's going to say, you know what? Yeah, you're hot, but um, I'm, I, I can't do this. Like, it, this isn't for me. And so let me give you a couple of examples. So right off the jump, as soon as we matched, before we even exchanged numbers... He was, you know, very attentive and asking me a few questions and um, wanted to talk very quickly, which I'm 100% into. If, if we don't video chat within one or two days of us meeting, maybe, you know, a few days of us meeting, I'm not really interested because here's the thing. I'm not going to sit here and deal with fake profiles. And I think there is something that goes to... <clears throat> your seriousness level when you are willing to video chat first. (coughs) (coughs) Sorry, I don't mean to be coughing on the microphone. So video chatting is an opportunity for A, us to eliminate, (coughs) (coughs) eliminate the opportunity for a catfish because I know the men are scared and we women were scared too you know we want to know that you look like your pictures we want to know that you are who you present yourself to be we want to know that you're not using a bunch of really weird angles and and blurry pictures and photo and uh, filters to hide your flaws 
We want to know that, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're matching the, 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 the stills, the 3D version matches the 2D version, okay? And I think video chatting gives you an opportunity to do that. The other thing, video chatting, and even if it's just for 10, 10 minutes, just 10 minutes, when you video chat, it gives you an opportunity to hear that person's voice, see if they even have a voice that isn't going to fucking annoy you, okay? Because trust me, guys, I know your pain. I have met, I, these women get in my car. A lot of women have some really annoying voices. And, and, and you know, you, I know that you know that I know that you can't deal with that and you wouldn't be able to deal with that over time. So it's an opportunity to do that, okay? It's an opportunity to see how someone introduces themselves and how they carry a conversation um, and if they can even co- carry a conversation. And again, I said, you know, your, your conversation only needs to be about 10, 15 minutes the first time. That's totally okay. But, you know, if they can't hold a conversation in 10 or 15 minutes, they're probably not going to be able to do so for an hour either. So it's something to think about. It gives you a little preview. You know, is this person polite on the phone? Does this person have etiquette on the phone? Is this person going to ask me any weird ass questions? Or are they going to be really respectful? Um, you get a better sense of their vibe by video chatting. Um, and let's see, what is the third reason that we video chat? What's the third great reason? Um, I'll come back to that later. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, video chatting is a super important step for me. Honestly, I'm not going to get dressed and leave the house for anybody who does not want to video chat with me first. If you don't want to video chat with a woman, if you don't want to video chat with a man, you're hiding something, period. (coughs) And that's not to say that these individuals who do follow through aren't hiding something either. But if you're ashamed of the way you look, if you're scared to show your flaws, you know what? I don't have time for it. Okay, video chatting gives you that, that, and here's the third reason, it kind of gives you an indicator of where someone's self-esteem and self-confidence is. We are not babysitters. We are not therapists. We are not mommies and daddies. We are not here to fulfill the childhood wounds of the other person, and for whatever reason, even if they're good-looking, they're insecure, we don't have time for that. And I think video chatting, you know, there's a certain amount of courage that it takes to do so. And again, even for 10 or 15 minutes, it takes a little bit of balls, a little bit of courage to do that. And that's a good thing. And it's okay. It's okay to be a little nervous when you first call somebody. I definitely have been. Um, Sometimes not everyone has the gift of the gab right away, but you can tell if they're at least trying, right? You can tell if they're at least trying. So, yeah, try it, you know, see if adding that little step to your dating life makes any difference. Let me know in the comments. And before I forget, guys, subscribe, share the podcast Send this to the codependent dater in your life or the codependent uh, partner in your life or the codependent parent or the codependent daughter or son 
or the codependent brother or sister, send this to every codependent you know. Please leave some uh, comments, some ratings. Let's get this thing out, okay? Let's increase these listens. Let's get this thing over the internet. <clears throat> All right, so let's talk about Chris. All right, Chris, outside of Houston, <clears throat> totally good looking, dimples, great smile, gorgeous eyes, Hispanic, same color as me, um, let's see, MBA, master's degree, uh, owns houses, traveled the world, lived in Dubai, lived in Maldives, been all around the world, uh, very charming, very impressive, right? And, um, I would say that I would, I've learned the totality of that basically between the first uh, conversations, which I don't really want to have any more of with him. But anyway, <coughs> clearly, okay, so worked in oil and gas and every man who works in oil and gas got money, 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 right? Totally my type. Totally everything a woman like me could ask for, a well-traveled man, a cultured man, an educated man, physically fit, disciplined, good-looking, dimples, good teeth. I mean, everything I could want, right? Everything. Of course, that's everything he presents. Just like when you're online... You know, people only know what you what they're what they present of themselves. <coughs> you can only know what people present of themselves. But again, we've all seen Dirty John. We've all seen the tender swindler. Okay, we've seen American greed. I've talked about Republicans who fucking lie online. Everybody lies online. I don't, but everybody else does. You, when you go into online dating, you're going to have to know this. And you're, you're going to have to investigate. You're going to have to, over time, start asking some probing questions. Because every fucking narcissist in my life has been such a liar. Such a liar. They say they're a chef and really they're, you know, a prep cook. They say that they make, uh, they say that they're a high value man, but they really only make $76,000 a year. Talking about how much you need to weigh and what you need to look like and you need to be submissive and you can't talk back and you got to be a step for wife and can't have no kids or no stretch marks, no baby daddies, no body count at $76,000 a year. But they a high value man, right? High value. <coughs> Hashtag, if you know, you know. Hashtag MGTOW. <laughs> Hashtag passport bros. Um, <laughs> I got to finish my why I'm walking away from the red pill community episode. That will be for you very, very soon. Anyhow. So you have to learn to be less gullible. And I am learning to be less gullible. I am learning to take things less seriously. 
I am learning to not attach myself to outcomes in terms of really, 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 really hoping <clears throat> that this hot guy picks me. Really, really hoping that this guy likes me. Trying to be <clears throat> doting and coy and feminine and letting them speak and, and uh, not interrupting them and, and trying to just impress them so much so they like you, so they choose you. Agree with everything they say. It's, it's not sustainable. <clears throat> and we'll get to that later. But as, P- as codependents, we are people pleasers. And this is a really good opportunity for me to see whether or not I am capable of not trying to people please for the hot guy who's got the money and been around the world and the passport, you know? A guy like that, <clears throat> if he's actually... 5'10 or 6 feet and not, you know, 5'3 and lying, which most of them do. (laughs) If he's really that, like, why is he single? Because in my past, every really, really hot guy who likes me has been a narcissist. So I I have to really look at this and I have to say, okay, he's hot. I would definitely choose him. But we're getting, we got to get to know each other. We got to take it slow. I'm not going to get enamored with this guy. I'm not going to fall in love with this guy after the first date, no matter how hot and charming and, and attentive and uh, seemingly vulnerable and fake romantic that this guy is going to behave as, you know, <clears throat> and we're going to get to that fake romantic in the second <clears throat> I have got to put this, these 12 steps and my therapy and my walk with God, I have to put all of this to the test. And I have to see, am I really capable of turning down the hot guy with money and the body and the hairy chest, which I love, by the way, You know, and the gorgeous brown eyes and the perfect teeth. Can I turn that guy down if he is stating things that I have heard multiple narcissists state? If he is behaving in ways that I have seen multiple narcissists behave in? If I notice the pattern, if I notice the red flag, am I strong enough and secure enough? to walk away and and just not give a shit and spend time with the boring guy who's not hot and who's not who hasn't been around the world who lives closer <laughs> who's maybe kind of nerdy you know who isn't you know su- you know who's fit but like isn't super buff um can i be with that guy could I, could, I, could I leave the charming, charismatic, great storytelling, uh, everything a woman could want, McDreamy guy for the guy who's like a five? 
who doesn't get my panties wet at first. And, you know, maybe at some point it'll happen, but not right now. (laughs) Can I go hang out with the boring guy who I know is um, willing to take it super slow and who isn't going to rush me and who isn't going to love bomb me and who isn't going to send me incessant text? Am I capable of that? If am I, can I leave the man? Can I reject the man who excites me for the man who, <clears throat> to some degree, maybe bores me a little bit here and there? These are tough questions. As codependents, these are really hard questions to ask yourself. Now, <clears throat> when I do my, my uh, red pill episode, I am going to discuss the difference between dating hot guys and ugly guys, okay? And it's not exactly what you think. But I'm giving fives and sixes a chance for the first time in my life. And I'm just at peace with seeing where that goes. I'm at pe- Yes, I'm intentional. But part of being intentional is knowing and growing up enough to know like, yo, we can have hot, hot, hot chemistry the first six weeks, but that doesn't mean shit. I mean, look at me, look at my body, like what, what, look at my hips, like what guy isn't going to have hot chemistry with me? What guy isn't going to be wanting to worship my body for like, six weeks until they get bored and, you know, move on to someone else. It's not difficult. I'm just saying it's not about what you can get. It's about what you can keep. It's not about what you can get. It's about what you can keep. Am I really going to be able to keep a guy who's that hot, who lives three hours away I'm, and I'm and I'm not saying this from like a place of of low self esteem or anything. I'm just saying this from a place of logistics, and and building trust. That's more important to me than anything else. We have to be practical practical about these things. We can't be delusional. But again, you know, for someone like me. Drive, making a three-hour drive is no big deal. In fact, I enjoy it. It's, it's peaceful. It, it's, it's part of, you know, it's something that I can incorporate in my self-care are these long drives. I don't mind that. But nine out of 10 women will not have that kind of flexibility for a man like that. So honestly, I feel like that works to my favor. I feel like that, that puts, um, that, put, that gives me brownie points. I'm just saying. (laughs) Chris, okay, I'm sorry. I just went on a 10-minute tangent. I am so sorry, everyone. But listen, let's talk about Chris. Okay, so Chris, great great pictures, great profile. We match. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, He actually fills out his profile. Uh, Most nine nine out of 10 men do not. Nine out of 10 men, it's like one word answers or no answers at all. 
Uh, but he was intentional. And of course, I like that. I like someone who fills out a profile because it gives me something to look at. So I can either ask them a question about something in their photos or I can ask them a question about something in their profile or make a comment on it or agree with it or whatever, vent about it, whatever, okay? Those are good icebreakers. That's important to me because intelligence is such a, an important value for me that it takes intelligence to fill out a profile. I'm sorry, it does, okay? A man, and I, and I want a man who looks for a woman who fills out her profile a little bit, you know? It ain't got to be paragraphs, you know? And a lot of times you don't uh, even have space for that because they give you like a maximum character count. You don't have to be putting on paragraphs like that. It's, it's not necessary. But put something. Put fucking something there. <laughs> something to go on, right? Please. So... <clears throat> Uh, we match, we start chatting, um, I think within a day, maybe we wanted to video chat. It wasn't working through the app. So coffee meets bagel and hinge both have video chat features. And I've been, like I said, I've been using those and, you know, like I said, it's super helpful. We couldn't make that work, so I was like, fuck it. If this guy's weird, I'll okay, so I'll call him. We'll exchange numbers. I'll call him. If he's fucking weird, I will just block his number and hope that he doesn't Google it and isn't like a cyber stalker or anything weird like that, which I have dealt with, all right? So uh, the first video chat goes really well, but it, got, it was a little love bombing. Just saying, I didn't say a big red flag. I'm talking about <clears throat> little red flags. Not a big red flag, just a little red flag, like just a little love bombing, you know, within three or four. I think we ended up talking for, I don't know, like, let me see. Hold on. I think I can look in my recents to see. Okay, so we talked for 26 minutes, so almost half an hour. That's pretty good. I think that's a pretty good conversation. First time video chatting, almost 30 minutes, not bad, okay? Not bad. Uh, he definitely looks like his pictures. I know that I look like mine. And uh, he said, he, you know, he says he likes me without makeup. I, I answered the call without makeup, and that's really sweet, and... He prefers women without makeup anyway. Great, great. I love that. I love that because kind of rock, rocking the Alicia Keys natural look here and there. I mean, I normally did it. I did for 20 years in as a chef. But uh, even, you know, I'm not scared to show my face. So I, I appreciate when a man's like, yeah, you look better with no makeup. You're very pretty naturally. I love that. Okay. I don't, I don't want a superficial guy. So... You know, but even within a couple of minutes, like even through those compliments, it was like very, um, like you're aw like you're awesome, you're gorgeous, like something. He said like something to that effect, and I said something like, "Oh, I'm I." I well, I was saying a thank you like the first couple times, but then when he said it like a third or fourth time, I was like, "Oh, I'm I." 
you know, just to kind of try to shut it down a little bit. And it's not like I'm rejecting the compliment, but I'm, I'm also like, yo, I'm like not a snoop supermodel and I'm thick as fuck. So you better like cellulite and a big butt and big titties. Cause that's what I got. And I ain't no skinny bitch. And you know, like you got to meet me in person and make sure you don't think my breath stinks. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need all that flattery initially. So, but anyway, like the conversation was good. Um, he told me about some places he's lived. I've told him about, I think I told him about some places I've lived and I actually don't remember the conversation. That's kind of interesting, but I remember it was a good conversation. So like I said, almost 30 minutes. Um, he had talked about driving out to sin. I was like, really wanting to know like are you really gonna drive like three hours to meet me or whatever and he's like yeah and I'm like okay cool so this guy's like he's an he's an in-person dater okay I love that that's where that's what I'm here for I'm not here to chat and chat and chat and chat we can plan it but I'm not going to I mean and of course he doesn't know this but in my, that for myself, like I have to have a certain pace. I want to move fast to have coffee. And then I want to move slow to see if there's a, a real connection and if a real relationship can be had and to have multiple courtship experiences with each other before we jump in bed. Period. That has to happen. A relationship has to happen. A commitment has to happen. But anyway, I'm just projecting right now. I need to stop. But I'm explaining to you my mindset and my boundaries. And we're going to talk about how we, the whole point of this segment is us talking about how do we apply that in real life. It's the most important part. Anyway, um, he's a little love bomby on the phone and then um, sent some text messages. I think two or three days later. Or the ne- I don't re- I don't even remember. God, this past week has been such a blur. Um, he's already calling me sexy in the text messages. Already calling me baby in the text messages. And this is before we've even had our second video call. So we had our second video call today, and I was super enthusiastic to talk to him. I wanted to talk to him last night, but he said his parents came over for dinner, which may or may not be true. That parent can very well be his wife. We don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. And neither do you. Neither do you when you first meet somebody. So again, don't be so gullible and don't be so trusting. I swear to God, I think I've dated some married men. I think I've given my number to some married men, like a couple, like, like one, I know for sure. One, I know for sure. The rest of them more suspect, but I'm pretty sure I've been, I've been roped into some situations that I would have never, never wanted to. But again, I don't know. Did he really have dinner with his parents? Or did his girlfriend come home early from her vacation or her business trip? I don't know. You don't know. None of us know. And this is why time and, and in-person closeness is important. This is why you got to see where I live. I got to pick you up. You got to pick me up. Well, whoever's in each other's town will figure it out. But I mean, I ain't got to spend the night or nothing, but 
you got to see where I live. I would want to know if a bit if I if I was a man, I would want to know if I went to a bitch's house and there was a dude in there. Any it, girls, girls scam guys all the time. It used to happen when I lived in Vegas. That shit used to happen constantly. Ooh, there's a story I can't even tell you about. I got to take this shit to my grave, man. I, ooh, a girl tried to scam on my neighbor. And the AK-47 got brought out. The police were called. I ain't even going to talk about it. I can't even talk about it. But bitches scam guys. You know, so men, you got to stop being so trusting as well. I'm serious. Y'all are going to, y'all get robbed. Y'all get drugged. Okay. Y'all can get, uh, have, have, you know, she could have a boyfriend, a brother, a gang member, a cartel member, a pimp. She could have all that shit waiting in the fucking closet for your ass to fall asleep. You don't know. Man, you need to stop walking around with your dicks out thinking that you could just touch any woman and go home with any woman you want. You can't. Your safety is at jeopardy now. The level field, ha- the, the, the playing field has been leveled. Your safety in this country, I'm not even talking about overseas, where they can really drug you with these powders and these flowers and these, you know, these, these liquids on these napkins and shit and wiping shit on your shirt and leaving shit on napkins in your door handle and shit like that. I'm not even talking about overseas. I'm talking about here in America. Y'all are going to get, y'all can get scammed, robbed, uh, uh, carjacked, beat up. All for some pussy because you're feeling like the man and you're feeling like, you know, you know this bitch. You don't know this bitch from the first date. Y'all fucking on the first date. You don't know this bitch on the first date. You be thinking you're just about to. And, and sometimes you may, your intention may not even be to have sex. Maybe you just want somewhere to smoke. Maybe you just want, uh, maybe you just got to come up and use the bathroom for five minutes and then, and you know, kiss goodnight and be a gentleman and walk away. Maybe that was your intention too. be fucking careful. You don't know these bitches, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, so when we were talking today, we were video chatting. He looked great. My hair was done. I looked super cute. Um, But one of the things, and maybe I shouldn't have done this, but one of the things that I said to him fairly early in the chat was in regard to him saying he would drive out here. So I I just said, you know, by the way, uh, my calendar's super open, I'm super flexible, but I have this one thing that I have to do. One of my closest friends just died like a month ago and I really want to go get his dog. I really want to, I, his ex is trying to rehome his dog. And this was Axe's favorite dog. And this dog would love me and I would love this dog. And the spirit of my best, not my best friend, but the spirit of my friend can live on in both of us. And I think it would be like super healing. Maybe I didn't go into all of that, but I went into some of that. And I was like, yeah, I, I got to just go get this dog. And I got to go up to like Louisiana and meet him halfway to pick him up. And that was it. I was like, you know, it should take two days or whatever. 
And I'm not thinking anything of it. I was just offering him that information so that he knew that if if he was serious about making a plan to drive out here, that um, I just had this one thing on my schedule for this month and we could meet before or we could meet after, you know, whatever. Um, and I think he got a little irritated by that or maybe intimidated by that. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, but maybe it was too early. But um, again, like I'm quick to have coffee. I'm quick to have a date. I'm even with someone like him, I would be willing if he's going to drive three hours out here like we're going to spend the whole day together we're going to spend the whole fucking day together I'm going to make sure he gets his his time's worth you know and I was like you know bring your dog bring your laptop if you need to stop and do anything like you know feel free to take some time like like don't let me hinder you but anyway um we, we keep talking and we start talking about some other stuff and of course, he's he's saying things to me like, and he's really looking into the phone. He's really looking into the camera. And he's saying things to me like, I could just stare at you all day. I can't stop looking at you. Oh, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me back up. Let me back up because I'm spilling the tea right now. Let me back up. Before this, before our phone call today, he in text message twice had said something to the effect of I miss your beautiful face or I already miss you and stuff like that. And I'm not responding to that shit at all. Cause I'm not feeling that like, come on, we're not in high school. Don't we've like, we don't even know each other. Don't say you miss me. Like, stop. It's not cute. You know, maybe that like puppy dog charm works on other women. It yet. It definitely used to work on me. I know, like, been there, done that, okay? Be, be, a, be a fucking gentleman. Have a, get a life. Like, don't say you miss me. We've had one video chat, and we texted maybe a couple days later, and then we were supposed to video chat last night, and that didn't work out, but then we video chatted today, and you're already telling me twice that you miss me? Like, no, stop it. You're so hot and I like you. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> Don't be a narcissist, please. Right? So anyway, moving back to today, he's staring in the camera and he's like <sighs> saying things like, you know, I could just stare at your picture. I could just stare at you and you're so beautiful. And oh my God. And like really like, like, really like Tom cruising it up. <laughs> like, and then he, he made it, he said a compliment, something like, I don't know how we got on the topic of, of porn or something like that, but it was just a joke. And I said something, I said something about not watching porn. And, and he said something about, well, if I just had a couple pictures of you, I'd never watch porn again. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. Like cute flirting. And see, that's the thing. Like, I don't know if I'm over analyzing this, if he's just being flirty or if these are little red flags. But anyway, let me finish with, and you guys could like say in the comments what you think. Anyhow, this guy is kind of, um, kind of love bombing. And I'm thinking to myself, where have I seen this behavior before? Like, oh, Josh Pruitt. 
Josh Pruitt, three years ago, when he would just look at me like I was just a movie star and blow a bunch of smoke up my ass. And listen, I want the compliments. I appreciate them. But it's a little early for I, I could stare at you all day and I miss you. Like it's a little, like we're like four days and five days into this. Like, come on, really? Don't fuck it up, please. You're hot. Don't don't make me reject you because I'm mature now or I'm maturing. Don't make me reject you because I'm maturing. And I see this bullshit. I've seen this bullshit before. You know, I'm so beautiful. Thank you. But you don't need to tell me every five minutes. Like, it's not like, let's have a conversation. Um, but anyway, like, the, it, everything was fine. And then um, I, I had brought up again him coming out here and I was just trying and maybe I shouldn't have said this but I was just trying to be very open and like inviting I wanted to be really inviting and let him know like yeah obviously I'm real and I would love to you know I if you came out here you know get a hotel room we can hang out all day and then I'll make then I'll come meet you for breakfast in the morning before you drive back and like I wanted to just make him feel like he would be welcome here and that I would make time for him. And, you know, if he really was going to make that drive, like it would be a little bit more than a coffee date, you know, it would be an all day date. And I would give him that time. I would give him that respect. I would honor him in that way. But I guess I didn't convey that. So I did say, because I had say, said something about him getting a hotel, I noticed that his face changed when I said that. And again, here's where these little red flags are coming. Kind of, you know, kind of waving in the wind a little bit. I didn't say big red flags, just said little red flags. I noticed his face changed and um, then he goes into this weird gaslighting for a few for a couple of minutes let me see how what's how long we talked today um so yeah june 5th we talked for 26 minutes and today we talked for 51 minutes 51 minutes almost an hour this time okay but like i said the conversation was kind of up and down in and out um between like this overly romantic flattery and you know, us trying to like me actually trying to make plans with this guy. So anyway, I don't know. He gets on the, um, I don't know if I, if he got offended or whatever, but he kind of seemed a little confused. Like, I, like I said, his face changed. Like when I talk, when I mentioned the word hotel and I did say I'm a lady and I probably said it twice during that whole 51 minute conversation, which I shouldn't have done because I don't like it when a guy's like, oh, yeah, I'm such a nice guy. So, you know, I don't say it often, but sometimes I say it in jest, but I mean it, but I'm also saying it in jest. Like I'm, I'm like reminding this guy that I'm, I have old school values and I expect old school values from him. Like I'm a lady, be a gentleman, like. 
I don't know why that's such a fucking, like, offensive term that, like, he would read as possibly being disingenuous or um, making him feel like he's predatory or he just would want sex anyway. But you got, but the thing is, ladies, you got to fucking tell these guys. You got to fucking tell these guys from the jump, you're not getting any pussy on the first date. And no man who really wants a relationship is going to take a woman seriously who does fuck on the first date. They say that they do, but I'm telling you they don't. I don't even want to fuck on the fifth date. Okay? I really want to spend time with somebody. But anyway, that's not a, that's a whole other conversation, but he had started to say some weird stuff about um feeling like uh I was standoffish. He said that he felt like I was standoffish and he didn't know if it was him or if it was me or what it was and I I apologized to him and I said there is like I'm being totally open to you like there's no way like I I am so sorry that my behavior or my words or my tone or whatever is making you feel standoff like I'm standoffish like absolutely not I'm not standoffish at all you know I'm saying I'm maybe I'm talking in code a little bit Maybe I'm talking in code in terms of saying I'm a lady, like, ha ha, I'm a lady. You're not going to spend the night with me. But then also, like, I take myself seriously and no, you're not going to spend the night with me. Like, period. We can spend tons of time together, but you're going to spend the night with me, right? But I'm like thinking to myself, where have I seen, again, where have I seen this gaslighting before? Where have I seen a guy get snippy and slightly offended and then try to play the victim whenever I mention some kind of sexual or, or not sex, not even sexual, but like physical boundary. Where have I seen that before? Oh, oh, I remember last year when I dated that guy, Steve for two and a half months, That guy, Steve, who I had an amazing 10-hour date with, spent the whole day together. We were making out. um, But then, of course, he wants to start putting his hands up my skirt and grabbing on my titties. And I'm like, yeah, we can sit here and kiss and and smooch and and snuggle and hold each other and and squeeze each other and maybe squeeze my butt a little bit. But don't, don't start trying to, like, pull things up and down. Like, it's our first date. Like, chill, motherfucker. Chill, dude. And then I remember Steve had sent me this really lengthy text message the next day. That shit was like three paragraphs. He sent me this lengthy-ass text message the next day saying a lot of the things that Chris was saying today about, you know, oh, you're, you know, you're not open and... um you know, I, I go something like, like implying, like I go with how I feel and, uh, you know, I get, I guess I'll be patient with you. Like, that's something that Steve said, not so much something that Chris said, but giving me that same impression, like giving me those same, I'm offended. How dare you imply that I just want sex from you? Um, uh, what do you think I am? Who hurt you? 
Um, I, I am, I'm so real. What you see is what you get. And it's just like almost lecturing me. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, you don't have to lecture me. I'm just like saying, hey, get a hotel. Like, you're, you fucking, you're fucking rich. Get a hotel. Be a gentleman. You want a serious relationship? You're not staying at my house the first night. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, why would any man take a woman seriously if she lets random dudes from the internet stay at her fucking house overnight? Why would, why would, a, why would a good man take a woman like that seriously? I know if I was a good man, I wouldn't. Now, if you're driving distances, you know, maybe I wouldn't wait 10 dates. Maybe I would wait five dates or six dates. I don't want to string this guy along forever. He's driving long distances. I'm driving long distances. We got to pack a lot in a little bit of time. Maybe, maybe at that point I could accelerate the relationship and we could have sex a little sooner. But that's not really what I'm trying to do. Anyway. So little red flags, I'm noticing a lot of the words like verbatim that Chris has said, that Chris said today were very similar to the things that Steve had said to me in that text messages, text message a year ago, over a year ago, and um, maybe a year and a half ago. And it felt uncomfortable. It felt um, performative. And it felt entitled. And yet I was in my people pleasing just a little bit and, and, and apologizing. And, and, you know, I was admitting, you know, hey, I don't always say things right. And I showed him this book of how to, uh, this book of, it's Leader Phrases book. And it's about like how to speak better and how to like, say things in a more polite manner and, and have a little bit more etiquette. Right. So I'm even like sharing this book with him and I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't always say everything right, but you know, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm serious and I want to take it slow. And then he lectures me about, you know, also taking it slow and, and having fun and being playful and almost implying like I'm sucking the fun out of things for him. Like I'm sucking the fun out of things for him. Like, And it made me start to think, okay, does this guy like having digital relationships? Is he, is he the type of guy who just wants to text and and video chat and try to have like this flirty, super flirty, like overly romantic connection with somebody on the, on the internet? And then is he like never going to show up? Is he that kind of guy, you know? Is he married? Is he, is this some little psychological game for him? Now, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm, I, I don't want to think the worst. And, and I guess that's what I felt bad about was I, I didn't want to make him feel like I was thinking the worst. But at the same time, I feel like as a woman, I have a right to say like without, and, and I told him this, I said, I'm not trying to wag my finger at you. Like you're some little boy and tell you, what all the boundaries are and what I will and won't do. But yeah, definitely not on the first date. Like, no, like get a hotel room for sure. 
And uh, then he goes into, well, I guess you got to get to know me more. And I don't know. I just kind of like maybe disassociated for a little for a moment there and just went back to kind of looking at the uh, looking at my computer because I was kind of done with the conversation. Um, because, uh, I've noticed that one thing about narcissists is they try to make you feel bad for not giving them your full and undivided attention or your full undivided trust from jump, you know, then they come in with the whole, I'm not like other guys. They come in with that. They come in with the, I'm such, you know, I'm a nice guy. I'm so real. What you see is what you get. Like trying to make you feel like you're missing out on something if you don't continue this connection or you don't give in to the pace that they may or may not want or at least compromise about it. Um, so yeah, it was, it was weird, you know, like I said, little, little red flaggy. And I think that he thinks that I'm red flaggy as well. And maybe that's my insecurity talking. Maybe that's my BPD talking. I think he probably thinks I'm a little red flaggy as well. You know, we kind of gave each other that look toward the end of the call where we're just like, um, I'm not, I'm cool. You know, I'm good. But I don't know. We'll see. Well, I'm not, I have no intention of, of contacting him. If he wants to contact me and continue to video chat, I am more than happy and willing to do that with Chris. But um, I'm going to continue looking for red flags and green flags and green flags because, you know, I want this. This is about socialization for me. This is not about outcomes. This is not about finding a boyfriend or finding my soulmate or any of that, even though that's very, very, very much what I want and I am intentional about it. But more important than just having a boyfriend is for me to be socialized. So let's take it, let's look at it from both sides of the coin. If maybe I am a little boundary setting early on, if I'm a little maybe talking, I mean, I don't think I'm oversharing by letting a man know what my schedule, oh, that's what he said that pissed me the fuck off. He said... He he took it he took it as me um telling him when he can and can't see me because I told him that I had to go out of town to go get that dog. And I I I tried to make it clear it was only like a seven hour drive. Like it's not a big deal, you know, it's not like I'm driving to, to Canada or Portland or something, Washington, you know, Vancouver or whatever. It's not, it's a seven hour drive, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to convey to him, I've got this thing to do this month, but it, you know, it's only going to be like a two day thing. I guess I didn't convey that. I guess I didn't convey that correctly. And he took that as me trying to control when he could see me. So me being trying to, trying to be inviting made it actually may have actually sounded to him restrictive. So that's one side. What that's one side of it. There's the side of it that I need to communicate better and express myself better and be more clear. 
And then there's the other side of it, which is this is Josh Pruitt all over again. This is Steve all over again in a different body with a different name and a different face. This is every narcissist that I've been with that pouts when you set a boundary or pouts when um, you, you, you um, don't throw yourself at their, like, the mercy of their schedule. I, I don't know. There's that, you know, there's, there's also every narcissist that I've ever gotten charmed by because they seem so great on paper, so perfect on paper, so masculine on paper, so charming, so loving, you know, the old me, the, the childish me, the immature me would have, would have gobbled all of this shit up. Not only would I have gobbled it all up, I would be having an anxiety attack right now because, oh my God, what if I said this wrong and I said that wrong and he, he didn't understand me when I said this and I'm, oh, 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 getting my, you know, clutching my pearls and getting my panties in a bunch. But I don't feel any of that. I, I didn't delete his number, but I just deleted the text messages that we've had with each other so far since day one. Literally, because I just don't want to see his fucking number in my text message feed. Like, I just don't. I just don't. Like, I'm cool. I'm cool on him. But there's a part of me that wants to play with him to see if my suspicions are correct. But then I also want to be open to possibly having a love connection, even though I don't think this is a love connection. I think this is a test. A test to see if I can choose the boring guy over the charming guy or the the guy who's a six over the guy who's a 10. If all my life I have complained so much about being superficial and yet I mean, other people being superficial and yet I've been superficial. Is that a possibility that I have to face about myself? Would I, would I even remotely let an ugly guy talk to me the way that I just let this? I mean, not, not saying Chris talked to me bad. Like he did not talk to me in any disrespectful or rude way at all. But it was, it was there, there was a moment where it got awkward and. I think we were both turned off by each other. And if my suspicions are correct, most likely I'm turned off by him because I've seen this narcissistic pattern before. And most likely he was turned off by me because I wasn't about to let him play this game where he's, he, he's already starting with, oh, you don't trust me? Or implying it. Oh, you don't trust me? Oh, gee, where have I heard that before? Oh, you don't trust me? You don't trust me? You don't believe me? I am who I say I am? What you see is what you get? Well, I don't fucking know that, dude. I haven't... See, this is what we need to remember as online daters. We don't fucking know. We can sit here and and video chat and talk to somebody on the phone for weeks or months. And yet, we've never seen what this person even... 
We don't even know what this person smells like, if they got stank breath, how they order their food at the drive-thru, if they're sloppy eaters. We don't know what kind of skeletons they got in their closet. We don't know if there are women or, or men, perhaps men, in these people's past that got restraining orders on them. I'm being serious here. We need to protect ourselves. We need to practice discernment. And it's okay to practice discernment. And anyone that you date who tells you that you're not in that, that you don't have the right to practice discernment or to, or implies that you don't have the right to practice discernment is not for you. So again, I ask that question, where have I heard, oh, you don't trust me? You don't trust me? Where have I heard that before? Hmm, Steve, um, Layla, and I, I haven't told y'all about Layla. Now, they know about Layla on my YouTube channel before it got banned. My fans definitely knew about Layla because she was trouble for like three months. Okay. And when I used to live stream on YouTube, sometimes my fans would hear her loud ass drunk in the hallway of the house. So I've already lived with narcissistic, alcoholic, pathological liars many times. And I see this same pattern in Layla. Layla used to say the same thing. She used to tell, she used, she had such spiritual superiority over everyone in her life, including me, Barely fucking knowing me. She had such spiritual superiority that she could tell that I'm guarded and I'm closed off and I don't trust and I'm full of hate and just just out of nowhere just telling me all this shit about myself. Like, really, bitch? You're the one getting DUIs. You're the one who's a fucking who prostitutes yourself for fucking cigarettes and, and weed. Really, bitch? You're the one who doesn't brush your teeth and, and doesn't even fucking, and, and, and whose all your clothes come from the goodwill. Really, bitch? You're the one who's been arrested like four times in your life. Really, bitch? You know that I'm full of hate and distrust and all this other shit? And that was the same vibe I got from Chris today. Like, oh, you don't trust me? You don't trust me? You don't trust me to come straight to your home, never having met you before? Hmm, okay. Okay. I don't respect men who don't respect themselves. And any man who's going to just go to a woman's home, I don't care how long they've been talking on the internet. That shit is nasty, dude. Like, no. I mean, I could see if you're driving straight in and you got to use the bathroom. Okay, cool. But thinking like, you could spend the night thinking because you, because your dick needs to get wet, that she just has to go with the feeling. And that's what narcissists do, you know? They just make you kind of just go with them and what they want, you know? And it gets old. And, and you can see it very fast, so... Ladies and gentlemen, codependents, I have talked long enough. That is it. We're going to see what happens with Chris. I don't, I love myself so much right now. I don't even care. I can, I am secure enough now. I don't need validation from a fucking 10. I don't need validation from a five. 
I need validation from myself. And that's what I'm here for. And that's what I'm about. I'm here to socialize with men, learn to communicate better, practice setting boundaries. And if I get a boyfriend, great. If I don't, that's totally fine too. Because I am at peace with myself, with my journey, with my healing. I'm becoming at peace with my inner child. I'm seeking support and getting support the best way that I can. I'm implementing the tools and practicing. And I'm not perfect and and I do make mistakes, but my heart is pure and I'm I'm so in love with myself right now and I think that I am so beautiful right now even though I've got all these scars on my stomach from the car accident even though I've got a fractured fucking tibia I think that I'm so beautiful right now and I'm so happy and I I love I love who I who I am and who I want to be the things that I have overcome out there in podcast land, only my best friend knows. Cat, if you're out there, I love you, girl. The things that I have overcome are, 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 there's, the shame is no longer holding me back. It's no longer holding me back. That's not saying I'm just going to come out and tell every, everybody everything but i'm i'm not ashamed to show my face in public i'm not ashamed to go on a date i'm not ashamed to show myself without makeup i'm not ashamed to to fucking wear sexy ass short tight dresses even though there's some cellulite sticking out of the bottom of my skirt i'm not ashamed i'm not ashamed to go on a date wearing crutch walking with crutches because I know my face is that fucking pretty and my body is that fucking banging that nobody's looking at the crutches. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of my evil ass fucking parents. I'm not ashamed of my evil ass daughter. I'm not ashamed of my evil ass baby daddy. Why should my life be defined by shame anymore? I don't need Chris. I don't need another Steve. I don't need another Josh Pruitt. I don't need any more female friends like Layla or Laura, who's another crazy bitch that I used to live with. And when I say crazy, I mean for real crazy. Um, I know it's a general term, generalized term, but it's true with some people, including her. Thanks, guys, for listening. These, uh, These podcasts are are very helpful to my mental health journey. I hope it's very helpful to your mental health journey. Keep sharing, 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 sharing. Let's get these plays up. Let's get these views up. Let's get these ratings up. Let's get these comments up. I need help. And if, if it helps you, um, help somebody else. You know, this is my, this is how I pay homage to the 12 step program is bringing others into the fold, bringing others into the flock letting you guys know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. You can get your shit together. You can communicate better. You can change. 
you can improve. You can become less codependent. You can become less of a people pleaser. You can make yourself feel safe in your own skin. You can be proud of yourself. You can make amends to yourself and others with courage. You can be apologetic. You can grieve over the years or maybe even decades you've lost of your life, not knowing how to connect with the opposite sex, not knowing how to be in a relationship, not knowing how to keep a job, not knowing how to not fuck up, not knowing how to not accrue debt, not knowing how to not, you know, uh, not knowing how to stay in one place. You can change. I'm fucking up every day and I'm still 10 times better than I used to be. I make mistakes every day and I'm still 10 times more peaceful than I used to be. I make the choices now. I can choose to be happy or sad. I can choose to be anxious, avoidant, or I can choose to be healthy. I can choose to take it slow. I can choose to tell a man, I'm not ready for kissing. I can choose to tell a man, I'm not ready for sex. I can choose to ask for the type of relationship that I want. I can choose to um, communicate my feelings and needs and wants and desires and fantasies in a, in a, in a peaceful and not demanding or in, in Chris's, by Chris's interpretation, not standoffish way, if I was standoffish, which I don't think I was, but maybe I was. Maybe I was. But I, I, don't, I don't think telling a man your schedule in a positive way is, is standoffish. But I don't think j- j- jokingly saying I'm a lady is standoffish, but for him it was. So there you go. Can't say that. Can't say that with hot guys because, you know, the hot narcissist guys, you know, don't, don't want you. They, they want to sweep you up in their fantasy. They want to sweep you up in that fake romance. They want they want to rush things. They want to make sure that you have all, that they want to love bomb you. And I'm not going to start at 100 anymore. Not with anybody. I don't care how fine you are. I don't care how perfect your teeth are, how hairy your chest is. I'm good. All right. Y'all hang in there and uh, share, 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 share. Love you guys. Keep working the steps if you work it. It works if you work it.